Welcome to You Don't Even Like This Band, a podcast about bands you probably don't even like. We hope you don't know this one. With your hosts, Adam Todd Brown, Andy Sell, and Travis Clark. Hey, everybody, good news. No? Episode three of Three Dollar Pod, y'all. I think it's just more than three. It's starting right now. We got to talk about your definition of good news. Aren't we on four? This is four. No, no, no. Yeah. We've recorded four episodes, Travis, but we've only recorded three that we can release. I gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. I'll let everyone no, at home sit with what that means. No, 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 no. wait, 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 wait. Because didn't you have an episode where I wasn't on? That was the first. That's yeah, first. So you released that one, mm-hmm. and then we released. Oh yeah, with him. So this is four. This is just four. Because right. this is my this is my third with y'all. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right, y'all. So I mean, I I I personally think that there should be a distinguishing uh, metric of you know before I came onto the podcast and after I came onto the podcast. You know, like, PA and AA. Right. Yeah. So this I is like that. This is the third real episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's the fourth episode in the in canon. In the canon. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Before Disney bought the rights and then yeah. started doing Limp Bizkit stories, right. like shoot offs. Yeah. Although I do, I do think it's interesting that there is a fan push now to remake. They want the, to remake episode the, three, the three dollar <laughs> bill y'all episode <laughs> of this podcast. It seems too soon. Uh, let's see if Ryan Johnson can retweet we'll this. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah. yeah. It seems a little early. I think Seth Rogen might have an opinion about it. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about the significant other album today. I, which is uh, which is a, a perplexing term considering what we heard with $3 Bill, y'all, that he would use a term as even keeled as significant other and not just call the album bitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what he would call his bitch, is his significant other, so that's where he came with, right? Wow. Okay, now right? you're the one being a problem. <laughs> Why do you want to hate me? <laughs> you want to play that game, Travis? <laughs> yeah, they were supposed to take time off after the Family Values Tour. Their record label insisted on it. <laughs> Which, like, what, what if you, uh, how often do you hear that when yeah. a record label's like, how about you pump the brakes for a year <laughs> yeah. or two? We've got an idea. What if you never did this again? What if we were done? And no, they... we're not breaking up. We're just taking a break. <laughs> Stuff. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, got him. Oh, uh, yeah, that was good. Yeah, I loved it. There's a, a series of interviews. It's just one interview that people can go out and listen to. We'll listen to a little bit of it. It's with DJ Lethal and from House of Pain and John Otto. And if you look it up on YouTube, it's called the Limp Biscuit Toasted Interview, and that's toasted with a Z. Oh, what? It's some fucking so it's outfit in Denmark or Holland or something. So you're saying toasted, toasted, like twisted? Yes, gotcha. Just like that, and we don't have to listen to all of them. There's four parts. We definitely don't. Let's just listen to how. Do she these two you sounds? First of all, introduce yourselves. DJ motherfucking Lethal. Hey, that's my thing! John motherfucking Otto. <laughs> Someone else you said motherfucking. Man. What happened? I'm fucking burnt out. You're gonna burn out. Yeah. <laughs> all this good weed. Yeah. Making me, t- uh-huh. making me too tired. Ah, uh-huh. weed. Have you guys have a chance to around yet? A little bit. I mean, I've been here about like 10 God, times. God, I hate already. weed now. <laughs> And uh, yeah, but we definitely got 
<laughs> we definitely got to shop around a little bit. <laughs> Which one is talking? You guys were just at the TMF, right? At the television uh, station. Yeah. These, actually, guys, all uh, of these voices are uh, coming uh, from DJ Lethal. <laughs> <laughs> He's playing them all on turn. This, this interview was recorded right before they called in the exorcist. You know, got you. Wes being normal. Do you want to sample me? Do you want to sample me? Player going Fuck me, Jesus. Why don't you sit here so you can... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. Thanks a lot. So we're going to hear them adjusting okay. their seating now. It's so you guys are going to impress all day, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You so know. you guys are here. You are very much in Limp Bizkit. Yeah, and you are like weed smokers. That's great. No. Yeah. I can't imagine. Yeah. I can't imagine. That is so cool. cool. I mean, and what know, about you, other cool one? That people are interested <laughs> to find out. You know what I mean? How I'm disappointing sorry, would it be? Other motherfucking <laughs> one. The same How disappointing would it be to again. show up to a Limp yeah. Bizkit interview and it's just <laughs> DJ Lethal go. and John Otto? I was told we would get the Red Cap. Is the Red Cap coming? I want to talk to him about the beach. At one uh, point in I these interviews, free, you know, yeah, just... we can't listen to all that. Hey, we never introduced ourselves, did we? D- did we not? I don't no, think we, we did. I'm Adam Todd Brown. I'm Travis motherfucking Clark. I'm Andy MFN Cell. <laughs> I'm uh, not the explicit version. Have you guys ever smoked weed before? I, uh, I've seen it around at parties, but I was never. Limp Biscuit I... calls them doobies. They they called joints doobies, so they're that kind of DJ Lethal's that kind of guy who says let's smoke some doobies. So they're cops, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they probably call it grass. Yeah, I'm trying to bring grass back. I'm, I want to. No, I feel like if someone calls it grass in your vicinity, you're definitely about to get arrested. I feel like that's how it used to be, but I think now we can bring it back. I'm trying to bring it back because that's what they called it in Friday the Thirteenth, the first one. <laughs> And I'm like, I like the way they talk on Friday the 13th, so I want to bring grass back. Like, All right. I'll say grass. All right. Well, I'm smoking some grass right so, now. So Andy Cell so. is part of a grassroots program to bring. <laughs> oh! Hey, everybody. We're got Andy Cell in studio talking to you about marijuana. He calls it grass. Andy, tell us about it. Well, first off, uh, I smoked <laughs> weed once and killed my whole family. So don't Holy do it. Holy shit, everybody. Don't go to summer camp. Reefer Madness. Is that all right? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> is that all right? Now Andy really is smoking weed. Oh, really? Uh, alleged? No, no, no. Not allegedly, it's legal here. Yeah, yeah it's legal yeah. here. We're not. We're not limp biscuit no. in Holland. Smoking in the 90s. doobies. Not even doobs. Even though that's a douchier way to say it. To call it a doobie. And they, I'm sure they say doobs at some point. Yeah. They also talk about touring in China and how all the fans there call them Rimp Biscuit. Oh, no, they didn't. Uh, yeah. No, they didn't. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So that happens. Look, this was another time when that was still racist. Um, <laughs> not okay. Yeah, you can get some insight into what hanging out with the other members of Limp Biscuit is like. <laughs> Turns out they're all trash. So you're trying to tell me a guy who calls himself DJ Lethal is not a nuanced public speaker. Turns out he's not, surprisingly. He enough. lets the tables do the talking. He does, in the interview, talk about what he contributes to Limp Biscuit musically. Is this the quote that I think is the dumbest quote of all time? Uh, the the Tom Morello, but on yeah, turntables yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I uh, yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that he. I, like, I mean, it sort of makes sense. Tom Morello does do DJ type things. Yeah, but the thing with is, the right, yeah, Tom Morello is making those sounds with a guitar, which is interesting and novel. Right, making those sounds with a turntable is just is what, what the turntables are do. for. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
You're not the guy who invented scratching. Scratching was invented. It happened already. To be but like, he does some of that on their songs. He does some scratches. Right, but that's what did, that's that's what he's supposed to be doing. He's not inventing a new sound. Yeah, you're not Herbie Hancock, motherfucker. You didn't turn this shit around. Isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I like that we just mentioned Herbie Hancock on a Limp Biscuit podcast. By the way, I saw him at the Hollywood Bowl uh, last year. Oh, was he was he like sitting people? <laughs> wow, he just won a Grammy a few years ago. Wow. <laughs> It was amazing. I got to see Herbie Hancock play Chameleon on a fucking guitar. It was incredible. <laughs> I called him at a telemarketing job once, but he didn't answer. It was definitely uh, it, it was Herbie Hancock in Hollywood, California. Oh, so it, so it, it was definitely Herbie Hancock. But what were you trying to sell? Magazines. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty great. I so also... how many op- how many subscriptions to spin can I put you down for, Mr. Hancock? <laughs> Yeah, he didn't answer. Mm. Herbie Hancock, magazine dick. <laughs> yeah, that's the real story here yeah, of this podcast. We finally got to it. So, and in this interview also, they talk the interviewer like just straight up says, "So, how about Corn? Like they're better than you, right?" And I was listening to your band and I was also listening to the band called Corn, you know, Corn, Corn, those guys, and they are so much better than you. How do you feel about this? They were like, hey, man, we're cool with everybody in Corn. We, we all get along great. There's enough room for all of us. But they actually recorded this album as quick as they did because they were worried about just getting written off as a Corn ripoff and falling into obscurity. Falling, falling away into, into obscurity. obscurity. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. And I like to imagine that Jonathan Davis is like a deranged chicken. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's easier than thinking he's a sane chicken. I know, it's true. Just doing all it's those just, things exactly. of his own accord. All day I dream about seeds. Peck, peck, peck. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> that's good. good. That was good. Yeah, that's great. So unlike $3 bill, y'all, Significant Other sold a shit ton of records, so, sixteen would you, would you say million. Significantly outsold three dollar bill. You know? No, probably no, not. Not really. No. Yeah, it's like an other amount. You know what? You're yeah. right. Yeah. You're right. I <laughs> you know, I was telling myself not to do it, and then I did it, and I, I don't know why. <laughs> sixteen million million million. That's like, and that's when people fucking Led Zeppelin four. Numbers. That's a lot of three dollar bills. Yeah, <laughs> y'all, y'all. Uh, quick question. <laughs> that is. What's 16 divided by 3? <laughs> Sorry, go that on. That would be What's your question? 5 point something. Yeah, something there along those lines. 5.3 repeating. Yeah. yeah. 5.3 repeating yeah. million $3 bills. <laughs> uh, when did Significant Other come out? 1999. All right, so this the is number. This, another summer. Right. Get down. Sounds of the Funky Drummer. Music hitting you hard because I know you got soul. Brothers, it's a public enemy song. Go on. But there's also a song called 1999 on, by Prince on Significant Other. Is it really? Yeah, but it's it's called nine, like number nine. Yes, and then the word teen, which already gross, and then, uh, <laughs> and, then and then the number ninety, and then the word nine. So, yeah, it's, saves it's me time you, when I write, bro. It, it's, it's like something you'd find in a serial killer's notebook, sure, or a print title album. of their right. song. Yeah, but he just wrote out the number nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. This right. is no, but I mean, he did that with his song titles a lot. He would like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, um, uh, nothing compares to you. And, yeah, and, yeah, shit like that. My yeah, point. He, so this not, whole album is one big 
tribute to Prince. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> right. But it's what killed him. 1999 <laughs> is before the Napster explosion. So those are real. That's not like a, that's a real number. That's not a, and like a 10 million other people also had it. Like, no, no, that's no, it's really, just yeah. the 16 million. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it wasn't before Napster, but yeah, before was, the Napster explosion yeah. where everybody knew about yeah. it. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, Napster, I remember being more 2000 is when I had my Napster moment. Yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> well, no, because I remember using it a lot in right before I moved from Wisconsin to South Dakota. And I moved from Wisconsin to South Dakota in 99. Y'all. Y'all. <laughs> Well, Travis is off the show. No, no. Now. Oh, well, my facts are wrong, guys. <laughs> I knew I'd get called on something, and I want to just point out there are no hills in North Hollywood. I stand by that. <laughs> Deep cut. Um, okay, so, but still, 16 million people yeah. paying for this is surprising. Yeah, it's it's a surprising number, but this was also kind of that, you're right that it wasn't that point where Napster had ruined everything. Right, 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 right. And people were still selling. Like, this is when the Backstreet Boys would, like, Sell a million albums day one and shit like right. the TRL era. Like, so your team, your team Lars, then <laughs> when it comes to Napster, no, no. I, well, I yes, yes, because oh, no. of like people. Sure, let's get into it. Uh, <laughs> the thing about the Metallica argument, their whole problem wasn't people uploading their back catalog. It was people uploading songs that yeah. weren't finished that they mm -hmm. didn't want. The public to hear they oh. had this song on the mission impossible soundtrack mission and impossible 2. two yeah and Which it was so did the biz kit yes yeah they did the and theme this was supposed to be like their big comeback song they hadn't yeah. released an album in a while and somehow of unfinished shitty version of it just ended up on napster at one point and they were like what the fuck we were trying to keep that as a surprise yeah. for people and that's what got them mad at napster not so much wanting to make extra money off the black album that they had already yeah. made so much money from i thought there was a money component to it but then again whenever there was Lars, for... whenever Lars is talking you're like eh, this is probably not good <laughs> i think they probably at some point went in that they direction did. also they did, they did yeah. go in that direction i do remember that um anyway anyway significant other <laughs> 1999's significant other as opposed to the album we were trusting to guide us through the Y2K crisis. Oh man, that the Y2K bug was the fact that people yeah. bought this album. Give I me something to break. How I, about all your computers? <laughs> yeah. At once. Uh, I think actually uh, we read that wrong. We were thinking it would take us through the Y2K crisis when instead all it did was herald in the Bush administration. <laughs> That's it, it was, was the it, Y2K yeah. crisis. Limbus, uh, significant other was meant to get us used to the next 8 years. <laughs> I, there are a lot of – I've made that argument before that it was just a reaction to Nirvana and the direction music mm -hmm. had been going. I read an article last night that kind of made that same argument that it was – like Limp Bizkit was kind of a sign of where the country was headed. Yeah. They were like, look, what if it was perceived dangerous music? What if it was really just a roller coaster where nothing's really dangerous or new here? Right. It's just you're on a ride. Whereas Nirvana was like, this guy's fucking loud and crazy and not going to make it past 27. And Fred Durst, we're never going to get rid of Fred Durst. <laughs> no, he's going to die when he's like 96. Right. Yeah. Like on the 100th year anniversary of... Yeah. $3 bill, y'all. He'll probably die. Guys, I feel like I'm going into the light, y'all. <laughs> this is not as dope as I expected. 
So, all right. Here's the thing about Significant Other. I don't think it's a bad album. Mm. It's the only... Uh, no, actually, I own Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored <laughs> oh, Water no. also, uh, which I do think is a bad album. Did I send you that news story where they're selling hot dog f- water in like Canada yeah. right now? Yeah. yeah. Where they're like water with hot dogs in them? I don't like that. I don't either. I'm into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Baja Blast would, of course, <laughs> like the hot dog water. But uh, like I said on the last episode, he the, the misogyny gets toned down a whole lot I feel on like, this album. I feel like if Fred Durst were writing that out, he'd put M.S. period ogeny. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> it's yeah. going to be the name of a Limp Bizkit album yeah, someday. You don't have that on your on your Microsoft uh, on your Windows? M.S. ogeny? No. It's the, you know. <laughs> also, he, like I said, he raps way less on this album. And but this has the big rap song on it, doesn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. got it's. And when I, I remember yeah. owning this album and really vehemently disliking the rap songs, I've always hated break stuff a lot. But oh, but that video, don't worry, oh, we'll watch it. Oh god! But like this song, which is Wait, called. Are we allowed to watch it? I feel like it's a, it's like somehow protected content. Nah. This is a song called No Sex. I mean, from Significant Other. And I think this is Limp Biscuit's finest moment. Too fast. In it, there's no rapping. It's just a. I feel it's a cool song. It sounds so 99, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's so. But at the time, this, and it was, in terms of critics and reviewers, also viewed as Limp Biscuit really improving, mature as a band, yeah, they're, they're maturing. Like maturing in yeah. a way. Hey, they're not yeah. saying bitch as much; they're maturing. Oh, they still say it, but <laughs> it's not just as on a few much. songs yeah. instead of every song. But I think this is when Limp Biscuit is an interesting band when Fred Durst isn't rapping. Like, they sound like a more juvenile band when he's rapping. And they still do on this song, if you listen to the lyrics and whatnot. But it's a... If it was any other band, this would, at worst, just be a song from the 90s that we don't really remember. And how about Limp Biscuit? writing a song like this which is like him saying hey we're just doing a lot of fucking and this relationship isn't really that deep or meaningful I don't want any more of this that's a pretty shocking message yeah, well, from Limp Bizkit. One of the biggest problems that I had with the songs on $3 Bill, y'all, is that lyrically, he's being blunt and dull and not, I mean, he, there's something to be said for, like, the poetry of simplicity and, like, being, you know, unadorned with your language, but uh, it has to be an actual truth. It has to be right. vulnerable. And there's none of that to his blunt force bullshit. So to have a song where, I mean, even though he uses the terms dirty sex in, like, a salacious way. Yeah. Um, so it's still pretty immature. Like, he's still at least, like, kind of addressing something, yeah. even though it's not his fault <laughs> once again. I never a, his fault. I have a question. Yeah. Is Fred Durst a genius and we just don't realize it? Because it's a, I think there's some genius to him. Because if this To be song, able to sell this shitty of a band right. on the scale he did, no if nothing question. else. But if this song is about, oh, sex is so 
I want more than this. This is the same album that has Nookie on it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So is he trying to, like, explore things from all these different angles? Is he a master storyteller? Hold up. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think he... Is he reflecting our inner id? No, I think that's... Is Fred Durst all of us giving back to us what toxic masculinity really looks like? I think that's the direction this podcast is going to (laughs) take. Fred Durst is a genius. Andy, comment on that. Andy. <laughs> We've lost Andy. Put your headphones back on, Andy. Andy, did your mind get blown? Is that why you had to take the headphones off? I hate to think that I might be responsible for what was just said. <laughs> oh, Andy, you're 100% responsible for what just was said. It's all you, Andy. 100%. Andy, can you defend Fred Durst not being a genius? Real quick, I think that it's funny, too, that this song was probably a lot of couples fuck jam. Oh, for sure. Like, like it, basically any two people that worked at the same Taco Bell and were, like, for sure. having a sexual relationship with each other after work, this is what they fucked to in the car in the parking lot. Listen, because they wish they could have a deeper relationship right. than that. And Ted just put a lift kit on the truck, and it's just so sexy, so I'm going to fuck him in the back of it. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that, Andy? I said Taco Bo- uh, Bell when I should have said Taco John's. What you Taco sh- John's is a little more appropriate. There were so many Arby- potato Olays, baby. Potato Olays are the with best. With the nacho cheese, yeah. six did pack and a pound. Did you have the uh, Flamin' Hot Cheetos burrito that they had for a while? No. Oh, oh, what's happening? Yeah. Mm. We're as, talking Taco John's. Right. As a vegan. One of the finest very offended. Tex-Mex chains in the Midwest. I'm very mm-hmm. offended by all of this. Triggered. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> So that's the song, No Sex. And this is the first of two Limp Biscuit albums I ever owned. You owned this one? I owned Significant Other, too. This is Significant Other. Because, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. This and. Oh, you had $3 bill as well? No, no I had Jar- Chuck, yeah, got it. Starfish. Yeah. There's too many, and they're all. The names, guys, the names are terrible. They and are we agree really that the bad. Well, the name of their band is terrible. No so question. No they're question. They're just being consistent. Yeah. They right. seem like terrible people. Right. They make mostly terrible music. DJ Lethal was in House of Pain, though. Have you heard that first House of Pain album? I owned it. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. Jump Around was a really good song. It was and they a had good a, song. They had a few other... I don't know. The put singles on, were good. Put on your shit kickers and kick some shit. That's a pretty good song. <laughs> Guys, if we can make it a point Is to... Is DJ Lethal a genius? <laughs> he might can, be a genius. If we can make it a point to every other episode, come back to House of Pain and or Everlast somehow, I would love that. You know, Everlast is his name, but he's from the House of Pain. <laughs> yeah, then we really, might, that, yeah. we really might know what it's like. Right. We wonder what it's like. That was his. That was his. Yeah, really man what it's like. What it's like. And then. No, that wasn't his song with Santana. That was his. No, that was. Uh, Keep the lights on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everlast had a nice run. He did. Yeah. Whitey Ford Sings the Blues wasn't the worst album. It wasn't. It was an interesting turn for him. I liked it better than the House of Pain album. Oh. Does anyone. Everlast was his name, but he was from the House of All Pain. All right. Are you done? <laughs> Does anyone remember when Everlast was, <laughs> like, early 90s, was a white rapper under Ice-T's record label? Uh, yes, yes. And he had a very bad album. But then he was, like, wearing suits and shit. What? And, yeah. He was, like, yeah. he was like a vanilla ice are you okay, thinking clone. Of, are you thinking of Snow? No. No, no, no. no, 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 no. Do you remember... Uh, Andy do, is do, touching do, me. Do you remember the band... Unsolicited. Okay. <laughs> Do you remember the man, the band Madball, right? The, yeah, the hardcore yeah, yeah, band yeah, Madball. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, do you remember when their frontman uh, had a rap career or no. tried to have? Oh my god. Okay, 
So um, are you thinking of mustard plug? No, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! It's the mustard plug eagle. Mustard plug was eagle mustard flying plug? through the sky. Was it even on this podcast I that we talked about, or was I it have the other no one? Idea. I just know we mentioned we for sure mentioned mustard plug more than anyone in mustard plug. You guys, you yeah. guys, mustard pod. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh shit. I like it. We're plugging along, getting through the mustard of the mustard. All right. So what is your what were you saying about Madball? And the the guy had a rap career? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the front man for uh uh Madball. Mr. Ball. <laughs> Freddie Madball. <laughs> Freddie Madball, yeah. Vinny Madball. I can't remember. Uh he had a uh yeah, Freddie oh God. Freddie, it's not that important. I can't yeah. pronounce his name. Durst, I think is what you're Okay, so Freddie from Madball tried to have a rap career. Yeah, and it was and hilarious. That was a long that way was to a go. Really to get long to that way payoff. to go. I, I, I'm like comparing it to <clears throat> Everlast's solo hip hop. Look, Everlast was his name, but he was from the, from House, of the House of Pain. That's where he was from. That was like his like his home base. Sinn Fein, it's a House of Pain. Our day will come. Right. Boom shalak lock. Got a Glock, you better run. Right. Spark that L and I'll get lifted. Feel any Anyways, because you know I'm gifted. Yeah. Freddie Madball's 2009 album, Catholic Guilt, uh, where he's with DJ Stress. Hmm. Highly recommend. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> if, you, if you want to know for a fact that you're better than someone, uh, listen to that. Hey, since we're talking about rap, let's listen to the other. <laughs> oh, no. I, I feel like this is a. Highlight. I'm going to tell you, Limp Biscuit's I, career. I like the oh, first fucking the oh. first actual song on this album. Oh, just just like this. Oh yeah, yeah. this video with the Jamiroquai fucking going on the treadmill thing. I hate it. Yeah, I hate it so much. I'm still not sure how they do it though. Is it just the, the treadmill doesn't start until like further back in the room? Something like that. But here's the thing. Uh, Fred Durst is not a quality rapper, and I don't enjoy his moments on this song. Also, to address the video for a moment, I don't believe for a second that he could kick Method Man. I also don't think Method Man would invite him to his apartment to play video games. Why are they doing... Why is this happening? Because Method Man... I got it, but why? I love that. I'm going to tell you right now, I love this. And it's solely because Method Man's on Well, here's the thing. It's not just Method Man. It's produced by DJ Premier, who is one of the most legendary rap producers he should have first shot at producing every rap song in america but i feel like method man needs to like not be part of this like i feel like method man would be like i'm not doing it. like are they friends what happened were you in chat rooms in the late 90s sometimes people used to have the name in chat rooms in together now yeah yeah that was uh and this is i actually saw them do this song live because when i saw them in concert Method Man and Red Man opened, and it was really fucking cool. And Method Man is a fucking national treasure. M-E-T-H-O-D. Man. Right. And, like, it's all... And he was in The Wire. Let's not forget. He was the cheese in The Wire. One of my least favorite characters. I did not like cheese. I did not appreciate his motivations. The cheese stands alone. But this is a really enjoyable, especially for a Limp Biscuit song. This is... It's not a Limp Biscuit. This, to me, this is not a Limp Bizkit song. This yeah, is a Method Man 
band song that, that was crashed by Fred Durst. <laughs> right, but it's on a Limp Bizkit album. Which is weird. Well, they, that's what they wanted to have, just a really explicitly rap song. And it's just when Pauly Shore delivers a pizza. Yeah, yeah. Pauly Shore is in several Limp Bizkit videos, including Break, break stuff. stuff. I know Fred. Okay, so now it's just Fred Durst from then on, so we yeah, can skip that. We can skip it. But... They also, and here's here's one thing I like about that, is they also recorded a similar thing with Eminem that they never released. What? And it's, they had a huge uh, thing with him, right? Right, at one point. Yeah. But uh, he's in the Break Stuff video also. And Oh, fuck. This is actually a really cool song, too. But is this real? This sounds like it's like a fan-made fake one. No, it's it's in like all of the Limp Biscuit lore that they record, and I think this might have been on. They might have finally released this at some point. But I appreciate the decision because this is another just explicitly rap song, and you can't put them both on the album. You could. Do you hear that? That's from a Limp Biscuit. That's from an existing. Okay, never Christmas gifts, so I get pissed and can't pick which. What, what happened? Uh, Nothing. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it could be, and he could have used the verse. Yeah, he on used the verse in another another song later. And yeah, and I mean, for all I know, maybe this. I think is it was a, actually just a callback to a verse he had. Yeah. Well, this sounds like a song for Durst. Yeah, everybody knows it's gonna be the worst. So. <laughs> but I actually like that they left that song off because uh, that is the right move. That's not a good song. Well, it's not a bad song. If you listen to the whole thing, it's not terrible, but it would have been probably it would have sold a few more records than including the Method Man song, but why why do that? I I, I think I like Well, the- you definitely get more cred by working with Method Man yeah, than true. Eminem, even at that time. Uh, like Was it Method Man or Red Man that had the dollar box? on MTV Cribs? Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. Red Man. That yeah. was one of my favorite things. You're like, "Oh my god, that guy is moments from not living in a house." <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, his doorbell was yeah. broken. It was just this <laughs> shitty townhouse in New Jersey. Giant, like, just released from, like, some cell block cousin doing push-ups in the background the whole time. You're like, what's happening at this house? Redman is an entertaining <laughs> dude. He's yeah. one of my favorite rappers. I've always fucking loved Redman. He's Red the only Man. member of Wu-Tang Clan that's in the movie Suit of Chucky, so. Mm, okay. He is not. He's not a member of Wu-Tang A member Clan. of Wu-Tang. Yeah, he's, he's at Will you yeah. have some respect, yeah. at least, he's, for the he's, Wu-Tang he's, family like, name? He's I, one of the killer bees. You know, that's I on. think you're confusing Wu-Tang Clan with How High the Movie. <laughs> I, look, I forget. Or, or maybe How High the, the Fox uh, TV the, series. Yeah, based on the hit Fox comedy. Comedy How yeah, High. Yeah, How High. Which isn't a bad movie. It's, it's not a bad movie. It's fun. Andy, Andy, did you go to see movies? You should watch How High, Andy. Andy. We got you that movie pass for Christmas and you never use it. Go, use it to go see How High, go Andy. Go see How I'm High, so you're your friends. I'm sorry I misspoke and said Redman was a member of Wu-Tang Clan <laughs> knowing full well he wasn't. Andy, you need to do ancestry on your Wu-Tang Clan. You need to use that ancestry.com we got you so you can trace your heritage to the Wu-Tang Clan. Send your DNA to the government, Andy. Send your DNA to the Wu-Tang Clan. They'll tell you how you were born. You might be Asian. Maybe you're part of the Shaolin monks. (laughs) This is so much fun. I love it so much. There is another kind of interesting collaboration on this album. A collab? A Limp Bizkit X? Yeah, I know it. Yeah. What are we doing? This song is called Nobody Like You. Yeah, this is interesting. And it's got 
Scott Weiland sings what? the yeah. chorus. And and this actually this sounds like a Stone Temple Pilots song. Yeah, it's to yeah. me. Uh, it's got too much pinch harmonics to be it's a, a still, little. Yeah. It's, okay, nerd, shut up. <laughs> Jesus. Actually, um, if you can listen here, the Delano brothers would never tune this low. Yeah. Wow, man. He sounds just like Fred Durst. Well, that's Fred. I Durst. know. <laughs> For a second, I thought this was Gravity Kills, I'm going to be honest. And apparently, while they were recording this, Scott Weiland was at in the jail studio a lot. Well, probably, he was right. probably looking for heroin. But he was at the studio a That's lot. That's how most people end up on a Limp Bizkit record. <laughs> I thought they had heroin. I just walked in. And he apparently like kind of coached the vocals on this album. And on this song, he sings on the chorus, which I think is coming right now. They're doing some tool That's stuff him. here, too. There's some tool stuff going on in this song yeah. as well. Travis is air guitaring <laughs> the shit out of this. And then there's a weird breakdown. I don't know if we want to listen to all four minutes and 20 no. seconds. There was Wyland. I'd never heard Wyland. That was him on the chorus. Oh, it was? Yeah. yeah. It could have been Durst. It sounded like Durst to me when Durst tries to sing. No, it's it's Scott Wyland. I know, but it didn't His have... His are confirmed, Travis. Okay, it didn't have... <laughs> I love that. I love it's that. the liner notes Travis for is just sake. doubting every fact about this. This isn't the conspiracy podcast. Did somebody make this? Is this a fan fake? <laughs> And there's Jonathan, Jonathan Davis. Davis. Jonathan, yeah. Davis. Yeah. Jonathan yeah. Davis is on it too. He <laughs> always sounds like he's trying to. How do you know the lyrics? I don't know. That should be all the lyrics to a chorus song. <laughs> Jonathan always sounds like he just took his retainer out for the first time. <laughs> there's Scott Weiland. Yeah. No, that's Freddie. No, that's, that's him. Yeah, that's Scott you don't hear weird. It? Yeah, that's so weird. Yeah, why would you hire Scott Weiland to sound like Fred Durst? <laughs> it's a strange use of Scott Weiland. I'd understand if you were like Lane Staley. You're like, oh, Lane Staley ain't coming out of that fucking heroin dream. Come on out, uh, let's get Weiland on the on the track. Yeah, Lane Staley was still alive by this yeah, point. Yeah, well, he weighed about eighty pounds at this point. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's nobody like you. Also, that song, okay. we shut it off just in time because <laughs> we, 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 we got out of the drum solo. Because that song features the only solo on this album, and it's a drum solo by John Otto. And it was about to start when oh, I stopped. But doesn't the Jonathan song. talk over it? Doesn't Jonathan Davis go, he does, it, yeah. he does actually do some whack over um, it. There's a drum solo going on. <laughs> <laughs> But like I was saying, I think musically this isn't a terrible album. It's got, it's definitely got some low points, sure. and we're going to talk about one of them. Yeah, I mean, it's in much. A it's a much more polished album. Yeah, uh, it's a much more like middle of the road album. It's it's more straight ahead, consistent, like definitely uh, slicker, and I mean by those merits, maybe more mediocre. It's not trying to do as many different things, right? Um, but it like it definitely sounds better. <laughs> like it's not like yeah. it's not like like three dollar bill y'all where you listen to it all the way through and every now and then like you're like wow they accidentally did something great here. 
this is like, oh, no, they very much on purpose wanted to be, eh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Where is DJ Lethal in these mixes? Because I don't hear He's DJ like Tom Morello, up. but with... <laughs> Yeah, he's got he's got arm the homeless written on his fucking turntable. <laughs> no, he's got harm the homeless written on his turntable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he does a lot of drum machine stuff too. Oh, okay. He so. plays the hat mostly. <laughs> That's his <laughs> instrument of choice is the is the hat. And then in one of their later videos, he's playing a keyboard. What? Yeah. So they they were like, "Look, man, and in Scream 2, he plays Jamie Kennedy. Oh, no. <laughs> what? I don't know. I, that might be he plays the, Jamie Kennedy. That might be the most esoteric thing I've ever said. I was like, oh. I can't even tether that to a reality. <laughs> I was like, oh, right. He Wait, what? Uh, but I then know. there's break stuff. Right. Oh, there's so much titty shaking. Which, which is such an irresponsible song, but also my favorite. See, I hated it. When I owned this album, I, I listened I liked the songs like the, the songs we just listened to. Uh-huh. And then break stuff just sounded really juvenile to me. Like yeah. I was like wasn't your favorite? I don't feel this way. And I was only in my early twenties by it, then. Did it like rub your ass raw? Was it just not Yeah, yeah I didn't really well, yeah, all, yeah. all the stuff on that record. Uh, and, and all the stuff that I've heard by them now, because I still haven't heard Chocolate Starfish. And, and the hot dog flavored water. Yeah. Buckle up. Uh, next episode, yeah, I buddy. I I'm bringing in some Chocolate Starfishes, and we're going to do shots of hot dog flavored water. Okay. Yep. That's going to happen. I'm in. I'm in. Uh, <laughs> Yay! It's going to be vegan hot dog water. Oh, uh, well. Okay, with that. okay tofu but pup water. meat <laughs> assholes. Yeah. Uh, I, I <laughs> what? That's what the chocolate starfish is. I know, but what? Yeah, is, but, okay. <laughs> and the hot dog flavored waters come right. No, that was just them joking about oh, how I, there's a bunch of different flavors of water. Oh, I could have sworn it meant like I a, thought it was ball sweat. I thought it meant dick sweat. I thought it meant assholes and come. I don't know why I know that detail. Like wh- how I know that so quickly. I think I just read you interviews with You have become a Limp Bizkit scholar. Yeah. Now. You are yeah. in the- I'm a historian You're in the now. academia of- mm, Actually, the water just refers to- You're like, you're like an Egyptologist with hieroglyphics. <laughs> you're like, well, actually, I mean, what the hot dog flavored water meant was- <laughs> Most of the time when Limp Bizkit is doing, like, they're trying to do hardcore. They're trying to do uh, more of the, like, I mean, even the East Coast kind of hardcore stuff. Uh, it's still, like, pretty metallic. But, like- when they're doing that, it's like every band that was doing that was already doing it better. They're not offering anything new. And even by the time of break stuff, it's like all the hardcore that was out there, all the thrash that was out there, it was like better, more mature, had more insight uh, without I, being as juvenile. But then yeah. like, I listen to break stuff and I'm like, yeah, I like that this is fucking stupid. Although I didn't see the video until oh, you gotta like, see the, the description of the video. We're going to watch time. the actual video at the end. Real quick, I just want to, and I'm, this is a legit question. What would you say is a better break stuff of the era? Like, what would you say is in that vein that was like, because I, I can't think of any, like, <laughs> I can't, not that I'm saying that it's like this zenith of. Well, I mean, break stuff is different too because of, because of the rapping, for one, because of Fred Durst's whole thing. But I mean, even that is like kind of hardcore influence. Right. Are you like, saying like, well, Snapcase made a better hardcore record yes, than Limp Yes, Biscuit? I would say Snapcase okay, better. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't know How that, dare you? Uh, I didn't know uh, if you were going that direction uh, with it. Also, yeah. Madball. Uh, Madball. <laughs> like, yeah. But then. Hold it down by Do Madball. You remember when Madball's lead? 
lead singer. Oh, let me look it up. His name was like Philly. <laughs> Travis. Philly. Travis. Travis. What are you doing, Travis? Guys, I just want to look up the thing. Why are we doing this? What? I don't even understand. Are you writing this... in your books again? What is this world? I don't understand why this is happening. That's a good me. Thank you. That's a really good me. <laughs> so let's talk about a infamous moment in the Limp Biscuit timeline. Of many. <laughs> of many. Wait, is this, is this one of those ones that kind of changed? It. Well, I would know? argue that things were away. <laughs> and then and, this and then this thing happens, which is Woodstock 99. Oh, and that kind of just after that. And just, then everything was so you remember, changed. You yeah. remember when God. It changed everything. When, right. Oh, God. When God tried to kill them, this right. is them trying to kill God. This was their <laughs> revenge attempt. Let's watch. Bow before your God now. <laughs> This was the oh, the God. performance at Woodstock '99, and it was break stuff that they were playing. Can we admit that we didn't need a Woodstock '94 or a '99? Like, yeah. Neither was. I'll necessary. agree with the latter, but not the former. Days, and you're gonna break some shit. Yeah. Uh, look at that fucking crowd. This is one of them days, yo. I feel like everyone in this crowd is uh, was at that pumpkin festival that turned into a riot. Pumpkin festival? <laughs> yeah. What? You didn't hear about the pumpkin festival in like Connecticut or something where like it turned into a huge riot and it's just like drunk white people smashing I think shit. it was actually at Penn State. Are you talking about smashing pumpkins to band? Nope. Yes. Oh my god, I hate this guy so much. Yeah. And here's what happened. Yeah, see, I like this song until I look at him performing it. <laughs> it's just one of those days! They got... I think you better quit it! Talking that shit! Yes. <laughs> they got a lot of flack for this performance because they were basically accused of inciting a riot. riot yeah. And here's the thing. They just showed up and played their hit song. Yeah, you paid them to do what they do. Yeah, and Fred, one of Fred Durst's arguments was, hey, don't book Limp Biscuit at Woodstock 99. Like, maybe don't put us in that situation. And I think he's got a valid point. Like, No, he does. He absolutely they just, does. They're literally doing he their has a point, but he does. Right. I know, guys, I think we need to go fucking lift some weight right now. I need to try. I think I can bench 325 today. Let's do it. All right. Right now. So come and get it. I think I could bench everything. And this is, I think this is the moment that people point to as when shit really got ugly. I mean, to style. be fair. During the breakdown? Yeah, well, you this hear is that bass, and it's like, yeah, and I, this want, is I the want a war. Chainsaw part, and then yeah. it just. You'll see. Let that shit out of your fucking system. Oh, he is kind of inciting a riot. He's telling them to <laughs> a do little it. Bit, yeah. yeah. You got boy problems. Oh and my god, is, what is that? They had torn that during this song, people started tearing plywood off of the the stage, the risers. Oh, thank God, and using them to crowd surf. Thank God, Kurt Cobain wasn't alive because he wouldn't have been able to do that. No. He would have been too weak. <laughs> Yeah, he is kind of telling people to freak the fuck out. But what else is Limp Bizkit going to do right on stage? I don't know what you motherfuckers are doing right now, but maybe you should be registering to vote. <laughs> Responsible Fred Durst. <laughs> Polling in Florida looks closer than you'd expect. Because <laughs> right now I'm dangerous. 
God, dangerous. Dangerous. Everything he says sounds like he's like telling on someone. Here's the thing. I, I, I've said this before. I like a lot of the stuff he does with his vocals. Yeah. There's a lot of like weird stuff he does with his vocals that like, you know, like art punk bands and shit were doing. Yeah. Uh, but then you look at him doing it and you're like, this doesn't make sense. Right. Here it comes. Yeah. What? And see, I can imagine being in this crowd and looking around and being like, oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'd for sure be like, well, I have to punch Andy now. And look at that yeah. fucking crowd now. Like, imagine being in the middle of that and just being like, okay, I need a beer. I need a fucking beer can right now. I tell now. you, I am age correct to have been at this, and I would have never gone to this. This looks like a nightmare. It looks yeah. hor- It looks terrifying. It yeah. looks like... Like the reverse purge, where people just keep showing up. Oh my god, the reverse purge, but it's a fucking music festival for 24 hours. Every band that you can't stand is on stage, and you're allowed to murder anyone. I mean, I mean you guys go to the purge festival at the Coachella Valley? It was amazing. I killed 17 people. Look at that shit. Oh, I know that guy. That guy for sure It works in an office now. Uh, that guy's got three kids. Yeah. Uh, I, that guy's probably a grandfather now. That guy that was surfing. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I, I saw rock, I went to rock the bells in 2007 and it was, uh, it was a great, great festival, great show. Rage Against the Machine closed. And it was like when they had just first reunited, you know, years after battle of Los Angeles and they, and they split and they were doing rock the bells as their reunion. Is that what a reunion is, Andy? Andy, you went to a reunion? (laughs) Was it a reunion against the machine? Is that what they called it? That's what they should have called it. Yeah. That's very clever. Oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah, pie filling in the name of uh, was. Uh, I don't understand. There was a stretch and a reach, <laughs> and I feel bad about it. I think I hurt a muscle doing that one. Okay, go on. I think if it was going to be based on something you do, it should be called spilling in the name of. You need to clean up after yourself, Andy. You got Baja Blast all over the floor. Grilling in the name of that would have worked. Grilling better. in the name of all oh, for the, the summer. Oh, what a our boy is that so smart. That sounds fantastic, oh, Andy. You're so oh, you're so smart. I don't know why more so, people don't book you. You're so, so, so smart. So Rage Against the Machine was playing, and like their fan base, like it was, it wasn't like that, of course, because it was Rock the Bells, not Woodstock '99. Right. But there was still, and a, they were all Democrats. Huge, <laughs> it was a huge crowd, but like you know, up front, it was all of the like all the frat dudes with the backwards white baseball caps going nuts. Where it's like, okay, you guys don't obviously understand Rage Against the Machine because look at you. You're all voting Republican. But that, and that was with Rage Against the Machine on stage. Like that was with a band that does what Limp Bizkit tries to do, but also they're smart. Right. And they know what they're saying. And, it, and there's like a, a point. Right. Uh, so you get that, those guys, those idiots that just like, if it's loud and aggressive, it, it, like is like, it sends some Pavlovian signal right. in them. Then you then you just ref- put a mirror on stage, reflecting them back at themselves, <laughs> and it's like a dog seeing its reflect. It's just like fuck it, I'm going to tear something <laughs> apart. Yeah, Paul Ryan was for sure one of those guys. Yeah, no, yeah, Paul, yeah. oh yeah, yeah Paul yeah. Ryan was definitely Paul Ryan was probably at Woodstock. Who, by the way, yeah. uh, callback Seth Rogen wouldn't take a picture with him <laughs> the other day. <laughs> See that? That's funny. Good for Seth Rogen. So yeah, one thing that didn't really help. 
their cause is uh, Fred Durst being their frontman. Well, he did an interview where he was like, I didn't see anybody getting hurt. Do you think we can get him to come on the podcast? I, I mean, look, I sent him an Instagram message that's got to be the only way people get booked these days. Yeah. Drive it over there in a station wagon oh, to yeah, his yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in Berlin or some shit right now. Drive it to Berlin. Drive it to Berlin. <laughs> oh, I should go to Berlin. <laughs> But Let me take some of that sweet, sweet unpops money and fly <laughs> over to Berlin to try and track it's in down the budget. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, we've got we'll people just, on assignment all around the world. We'll right just now. put out a hashtag that's uh, Travis in Berlin. Hashtag Travis yeah. in Berlin. But then I'll end up being like with the band Berlin. Going, take my breath away. And then they just live in L.A. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so what a weird use of money. I mean, either us. way you win. There's yeah. worse places to be. Berlin was a really good band. They though, were. Yeah. Riding I, on the Metro. Not what a great song that was. You. you were saying. If you're under 30, Google all of this. <laughs> this is a quote from Fred Durst. I didn't see anybody getting hurt. You don't see that. When you're looking out on a sea of people and the stage is 20 feet in the air and you're performing and you're feeling your music, how do they expect us to see something bad going on, y'all? Y'all? He didn't say y'all. Uh, but then here's the problem. He also said this from the stage. <laughs> people are getting hurt. <laughs> <laughs> don't let anybody get hurt. But I don't think you should mellow out. That's what Alanis Morissette had you motherfuckers do. If someone falls, pick them up. We already let the negative energy out. Now we want to let the positive energy. Was this like the, that's not going to work? There are Fred seven Durst. different conflicting points at work here, <laughs> and they're all Fred Durst's. <laughs> By the way, you just did the uh, the podcast equivalent of when people post an old Donald Trump tweet next to a new Donald Trump yeah. tweet, <laughs> except this was the same interview. <laughs> What wasn't this? Isn't couldn't have been during Woodstock '99, but there was a point where where Lip Biscuit, while they were on stage, had gates in front of them so that the audience couldn't get to them. They and like, like I think on, it was on the on the full stage, right? Like not the gates that keep the crowd, like literally like chain link fences in front of. It was on the I think they did the summer sanitarium and tour. Is that the one Metallica. where they all? You're they all, of the movie The Blues Brothers. No, oh, you're right. And they do keep they keep playing rawhide. They keep playing rawhide. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. I have a chainsaw. Rub your ass rawhide. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I think they actually had that when I saw them. But then, but they all came on stage through a toilet. Yes, that's the that's the <laughs> show I saw. I was like, oh, they know their pieces of shit. And it literally understand. And it sounds it sounds dumb, but the show I went to, my friend was They're definitely my friend was definitely just there to see Method Man and Red Man. Like when Limp Biscuit, like in between, he turned to me and was like, "Are you sure we need to see Limp Biscuit? Like, can we just take <laughs> off?" And I was like, "No, let's check him out." And the minute Fred Durst came out of that toilet, <laughs> he got so excited. Well, because he's a big fan of the movie Ghoulies. <laughs> And he's just always seen the video art for the movie Ghoulies. And I'm he's right. like, someday I will be that ghoulie. <laughs> I would love if somebody... Did he come out in green face with fucking overalls on? <laughs> hey, that's, no, that's very that's so not okay. Yeah. I just love... And when Fred Durst came out of that toilet... <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. It changed, changed everything. Everything. <laughs> everything was changed. Oh, my God. And... <laughs> So basically Woodstock for them was like <laughs> the purge. Absolutely. Like it was just a really abbreviated version of the purge where they're like, all right, you let the negative energy out. 
Now let the positive energy out, baby. And it's like, that's not... That's not it. I like... Also, too, why is he shitting on Alanis Morissette? I know. What did she fucking do to him? Yeah. And she had, like, amazing people in her well, band. Okay, Travis. Yes. Travis. Yes. First of all, Alanis Morissette's a woman. So uh, there you go. Yeah, the yeah. Do you want to play this game, bitch? She was playing that game, bitch. <laughs> that's why. Yeah. That's why Fred Durst doesn't like Alanis Morissette. She's a woman. Oh, my God. Wait. Are all of Fred Durst's songs about Alanis Morissette? Like how Alanis <laughs> Morissette's songs are all about Dave Coulier? No, actually... Holy shit! Actually, I... Ironic is about Fred Durst. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> How ironic. Yeah. Huh? Isn't it ironic? Yeah. I can't wait till like 10 years How from bizarre. now. Yeah. It's like Limp Bizkit at Woodstock 99. <laughs> you think it's fine, I but can't, it's not. I can't wait for like <laughs> 10 years from now when like the Me Too movement has really reached an apex and now we're going back and reevaluating things again. And they go back and listen to this podcast, and it's like Tarantino, but they're like, those three just wanted an excuse to say bitch. That's the only yeah, reason I mean, they I'm going to go ahead podcast. and I'll, I'll put this out. I, I uh, have felt awful every time I've said it on this podcast. <laughs> uh, I felt real bad. When have you said it? <laughs> bitch. I said <Yeah>. bitch. <laughs> You've been a little bitch about saying bitch the whole time. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> this is fun. So, Flint Bitch Kit. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I remember the first time someone pointed out to me that saying bitch was problematic. Uh, I was a clown, and uh, I was learning to do a a mini tramp move. <laughs> was your clown, <laughs> was your clown named Bitch the Clown? Yeah, I was I was, bi- I was limp Bitch the Clown, and I would come out and I'd say, "Now I'm gonna break stuff," and I would. <laughs> Hey I kids, a chainsaw. give me something to break. Hey kids, here's a balloon animal. It's a bitch. <laughs> How about your fucking face? <laughs> it's just one of those birthdays. It's all about those he said, she said hijinks. <laughs> oh, oh, I need a Limp biscuit clown now. <laughs> God, can we please someone make a horror movie where Fred Durst is a killer clown? I think he can make it. He's yeah, directed right, movies. That's right. He's a, he's a filmmaker. So let's listen to Rearranged because uh, this song, this song, I wait, think. Don't we need to watch the actual break stuff video with the oh, shaking boobs? That's right, at the we end. Will. But, so Fred Durst is in prison where he belongs. <laughs> and the thing is, this song, if you can believe it, is about a breakup. But after the Woodstock 99 thing happened, they shot this video and made the video basically them on trial for the Woodstock Oh, because they're such martyrs for yes. free speech. Oh, yes. He's, look, he's in a prison of the mind because the thought police are after Exactly. Uh, I do like the guitar It's a real witch hunt. It's a PC culture even back then. I do like the It's a real bitch hunt, I think is what you meant. I like the guitar riff on this song. It reminds me of a sort of obscure 80s rap song called The Wrath of Kane by Big Daddy Kane. Okay. Not this riff, the one at the very beginning. Do you remember that song? No. The Wrath of Kane. It's a cool song. Uh, so I like that. Well, I remember really digging that part when I first heard this song. But see, now there's all the headlines. Man, yeah, you know what? Here's what I got to tell you. Guilty until proven innocent, dog. Oh, fuck you. Fuck you guys. Fuck, first of all, you're all white. And you're in these jail cells. Come on. Ugh. That riff. 
But uh, I actually, I, I do have a confession to make. I do remember this song coming on the radio sometimes and like being into it. It's yeah, it's a cool song. The bass and riff. it's another. It's an all bass riff. Everything else is bullshit. Yeah, yeah. That's the, the whole song is the dude. Oh, oh! Did you see West Borland's spooky contact lenses? I'm surprised they let him the wear helmet. those in jail. He had, <laughs> no, that's just how his eyes are. <laughs> uh, he's got the Hellraiser, the pinhead contact lenses in. Will Fred Durst still have guys? the same powers? Is it all black guys? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I thought you said all black guys. It's like all black. They're all black guys. <laughs> so that's rearranged. It should be rearranged to be taken off the album. <laughs> well, I was I was thinking I think it's fun that on the the album there's a, there's three songs in a row there's break stuff rearranged and I'm broke and it seems like there's probably a narrative arc to those three songs put together. He broke everything and he rearranged it and he's like fuck I can't afford it. I'm still this. broken yeah. and yeah. I'm broke started yeah. as that's a song they recorded for a three dollar bill y'all and they thought it didn't sound right for that album so they yeah, saved it yeah. they, they were like this song's a little other. too mature for this album Let, we got some growing up to do before we can actually put this song yeah, out yeah they knew they knew what road they were headed down <laughs> they didn't want to play their hand too they were soon. just rolling 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 oh that's next episode yeah. we get to talk about rolling that's, we, that's the lyrics to Rawhide though by the way oh, right. <laughs> yeah we, we get to I think we're gonna spend next week a good Probably 25, 30 minutes on the difference between the air raid vehicle version and the urban assault mix. And also, I think they we'll... filmed that video on top of the World Trade Center. <laughs> that, that's why they Is knocked it that down. Why 9/11 that's why 9-11 happened. That's why it happened. Yeah. 9-11 was a limp biscuit job. <laughs> <laughs> Give me something to break. I've got two things for you, Fred. Yeah, I've got, got tower one and tower two. Two and a smaller one, actually, mm. if you're still <laughs> yeah, hungry yeah. later. Yes. Yeah. So, jet fuel cannot melt steel beams. However, that West Borland low end will certainly shake it to the core. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So this album was, like I said, shockingly well received. It got really good reviews. It was a weird time for music. True. Like, we were looking for something new. And yeah, Limp Biscuit was like, eh? What about Limp Biscuit? And for about a year, we were like, all right. Sure. And then... For about hard pass. 18 years after that, we've been like, man, remember when we were all in the Limp Bizkit? Jesus Christ. It uh, hit number one on the Billboard 200 its first week. Oh. Uh, Sold 650,000 copies first week, another 335,000 the second week. So it almost went, it probably went platinum first month. It just month. bums me out because this is like, this is 1999. So this is like the same year that like bands like Page 99 are having to fucking like, you know, book whatever shows they can. In the D.C. area to try to put together money to record an album. Like, it's just like there's so that's, much that's better all... stuff at this time happening. But that's always true. That's I mean, yeah. 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 You know, everybody, whatever everybody's super into now, which I guess is Beyonce. I don't know. I have no idea what popular music is. Whatever that is, there's somebody being like, there's a better version of that over here. That's just always. That's whoa, just... whoa, 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 whoa. You're not saying that about Beyonce. I'm certainly. 100% saying that about Beyonce. Beyonce is a is a. I did like Rihanna's anti album a lot better than Lemonade. See, that's, that's what a, I'm. That's saying. an opinion I stand by. But people didn't like that record. I right? still haven't heard the, either. Anti is a really interesting album. I need to sit down and listen to a lot of stuff that I've missed. <laughs> some you point. sure do. You should listen point. to this podcast. You've missed a lot. Uh, you know what you should listen to? Gold Cobra. Uh, is that a Limp Bizkit album? It sure, it sure is, is, pal. You damn well know it's it is. Do funny. I have to listen to Chinese Democracy to understand it though? 
No, we'll what? just well, you'll have to listen to the unquestionable truth, which does have like part one propaganda on the front. And right? Things. Yeah. Did part two ever come Never out? Never came out because no one bought part one. But so I like no I did. like when bands do like when the Traveling Wilburys made their second album, Volume Three. They might like, make a they might <laughs> make a funny. Volume Four. The Traveling Wilburys. <laughs> yeah, they might they might all get together once they've all traveled. The to Traveling Wilbury. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. Yeah. Who's left? Who's yeah, left? Not many. Bob Dylan and Jeff Lynne. Maybe, and then they'll just get together and and yeah. Who knows? Or maybe they'll all travel to the other They're world. all going to die, yeah. is yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. And probably pretty soon. Yeah. Probably while we're recording this. <laughs> well, this is fun. <laughs> this is fun. Hey, let's let's end it by... Oh, titty shakes. Wait, 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 wait. You're saying even... Okay. Even, even Robert Christgau, yes, gave this a decent review. What? The yeah. guy that called him the anti-Kurt. Yeah. He even comment Like, he didn't... He gave it a honorable mention, meaning... Meaning what? Like whatever fucking. Meaning he mentioned it honorably. Thing he was writing for that week, I think. I think it, he probably because there's no actual review of it, but he actually, I, I think he just like said, "Hey, this is another decent album that came this out." This record week. is also a record you could buy. <laughs> but all right, we have to watch the actual break stuff video. Wing, yang. Dang. My favorite part of it, for sure, is... Something tells me I'm going to come out of this really hating this song. Something tells me you're going to come. End of list. (laughs) Yeah. End of comment. Yeah. Yes. It's just one of those days. It sure is, Fred. It was Rip it someone's head off. Wait, who? Okay, these are all their douchebag fans. These are just fans. They had that many fans uh, that, yeah. weren't, that weren't titties. Woo! <laughs> they had that many fans Snoop that dog. weren't fifteen-year-old uh, white boys. Yeah, the, it's yeah. a very ethnically there's a diverse. Of, there's a bunch. lot of women and people of color. Apparently. Yeah, Snoop Dogg. Oh, Snoop Dogg. Okay. Guy Is that Bill sh- Burr? That just looked like Bill Burr. <laughs> that was a girl. No. But- <laughs> Is that Bill Burr? That's Bill Burr. That that was, and everybody, everybody in this video works at a tire shop. <laughs> Calm down, dude. Doctor Dre. The celebrity endorsements are off the chain. One of my favorite moments in this video is coming really soon. There's a child. Eminem. Eminem. There's a girl's butt. There's a child. So wait, the girl it. that took her top off, yeah, uh, was that just a fan or was that that's somebody? That's a fan, famous? man. That's a fan who wanted to shake her tits for Durst. Yeah. Uh, there's Jonathan Davis, yeah, wearing a Versace tracksuit, which is pretty amazing. There's Holly Shore. I wish they would have really fought here. I feel like they're like, how great would that be if Fred Durst just got punched right in the goddamn face on his own video shoot by by Jonathan Davis's fragile ass? Yeah. That guy is working oh, IT somewhere. That kid looked like he didn't know how to say chainsaw. He didn't. He fucked it up pretty bad. All right, now everybody sexually assaults someone at Woodstock. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, but then there's also like a skate moment. Somebody likes her skating. I forgot about that part of the Woodstock incident. Don't worry, it happened after. Yeah, more titties. Ah, there's the titties. Uh. All right, here's my. What? 
There's a part in this what? video that I is one of my favorite Limp Biscuit comedy moments. So come and get it. And him throwing that kid out of the way? No, there's this girl who's just gonna be rocking her fucking heart out there. And Wes Borland just walks through the frame. She's like, she's like, what the fuck, Wes? I was dancing. I want a little Wes Borland right now. It always works. It always works. It always works. Yeah, Les Borland. Oh, that seems like a good place to stop. How do you feel about break stuff, Andy? You know, I don't like it anymore. (laughs) Why? Is it the sexual assaults at Woodstock, Andy? Andy, are you not supportive of sexual assault anymore? Because before you stood behind it so hard. Whoa, 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 what? (laughs) Okay, that, I mean. You've changed. (laughs) Used to be about the, okay. Uh, I I think in context now, like not not just the Woodstock stuff, which, uh, I mean, already was a problem. But, uh, like, hearing it again, seeing the video again, definitely watching the back and forth between him and Jonathan Davis, that didn't help. But, yeah. I- Jonathan Davis's Versace tracksuit didn't help. <laughs> I'm a paid user. I feel like I'm the only one in the room who instantly recognized that as a Versace tracksuit, but I, it's fine. I, I thought he was just wearing some weird I, yeah, I thought hippie it, shoe. It might have yeah. been, like, bootleg Versace, <laughs> I, I, but it was meant to mimic... Versace. It was something the notorious big would wear. It had like two R's in it. Versace. <laughs> oh, that's weird. That's not the right way. Versace. <laughs> oh, it's Japanese. That's cool. Yeah, I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to ask a really uncomfortable question. Is that the smells like Teen Spirit of new metal? Uh, in terms of popularity, I guess. In terms of message, no. Isn't it? Because what other message is coming from new metal than I'm angry and I want to break stuff? that um we're in it together now (laughs) (laughs) i feel like it kind of is i feel like that is i feel like in the chronology of music history i feel like that is the next smells like teen spirit type so i'm I'm obviously not saying they're uh similar in quality like one song is definitely better than the other one song didn't stuff is of course the better song (laughs) (laughs) i actually i think would argue that nookie yeah, it like could be Nookie. Spirit. I mean, video-wise, that video... Is, oh, we never played Nookie. What are we doing? Yeah, Nookie's on this the, record, the, right? The stuff video has more in common with the Smells Like Teen Spirit Yeah, it's got, it's got alternative girls shaking their boobs for no apparent reason. Uh, but I... And all the celebrity cameos. <laughs> yeah, all the celebrity uh, cameos. Weird Al in the... Uh, wait, no, no that's that the, was... Uh, um, that's the parody. <laughs> no, I'm You're thinking of the parody. Uh, Although I did that when we when we were doing Heart Shape Pod and we were talking about... Uh, the, the smells like Teen Spirit video. I was like, yeah. And then the 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 janitor pulls out a donut. Out sand- <laughs> no, he pulls a sandwich. sandwich. And I was like, oh yeah. no, wait, that's the weird alley. Ugh. Yeah. So this song I legitimately hate. Have always hated since I've the first never time liked I heard this song it. Either. Why? Yeah. Did it take so long? Why? I despise this song. It take so long. Uh, it definitely sounds like something that is more comfortable on three dollar bill than yeah. Than I like that they left another. the mic chicken. Look into these eyes. Oh, there's his, there's his Hellraiser contacts again. Yeah. I think they're more X-Files. But again, musically, this song is really interesting. Can I tell you that for no fucking reason in the world, except the fact that we've been talking about this, the 
like a chump. Hey, been stuck in my head for like a week now. Driving me. Hey, this has been driving me hey. crazy. Yeah. Hey, hey. I find hey. the part where women are just instinctively following Fred Durst to be a little unreal. Well, they're going to kill him. <laughs> they're following him to murder him. No, these are the biz cats, right? Because they're all dressed up like him. Yeah, that by the end of the video they are. But I think the Biscuits really premiered in the Roland video. That's the one where they dance in the background. They dance in this one too. Yeah, eventually. A few of them, but not all of them. There's so many here, Travis. Come on! Come on! What hey. cookie? What are you fucking hey. in? The, the question has been asked so many times. Why are they censoring the word ass? Your limp biscuit. Oh, by the way, this is thing that bothered me in $3 Bill, y'all, is that there's that song where he's like, in Stink Finger, I think, actually. Maybe it's a different song. Where he says, uh, you get your head so far up your ass, everything that comes out of your mouth is shh. He doesn't say shit. And it's like, okay, what the fuck? That's not clever enough for you for it to work. No. Yeah. And also, like, just the physics behind that don't... It doesn't add up. Can we talk about how many hey. fans of this time hey. put a tender hey. heart in a blender? So many people yeah. put a tender heart in a blender around this era. Yeah, I thought that last night when I heard this. Yeah, you're right. This might be the Smells Like Teen Spirit. I think it's it, one of these I two. I think it is insofar in as, like... Everything that we find reprehensible or questionable or or even just um, hacky. Here come the biscuits. Or oh yeah. Or uh, superficial or artificial about new metal is in this anthem. Yeah, you know, break this is stuff like the doesn't anthem have for everything that sucks about new metal. Break stuff doesn't really have the woman hating aspect. No, and I you mean, need all of that. Of it's implied, but it's not yeah. like. And, and I'm, I'm saying that as someone who, like, actually can appreciate some new metal. I want to do a follow-up on all of the people featured in this video. <laughs> I want to know what they're all doing now. Yeah. yeah. What if they're all still with Fred Durst? That would be so weird. Yeah. All of these people. I guess people. everything that works about new metal dancing, is in the they're song dancing. Too, it's about. Look, there's ladies dressed like Fred, Fred and they're dancing. They're dancing. They're dancing, Andy. Andy, you like dancing. You like to dance. We went to that wedding when you were a kid. Remember? Oh, you were so happy. And so handsome. Oh, why did you why did you change? <laughs> Yeah, this is one of the most incomprehensible choruses of all time. It's another one. It's, I always think it, is, it must be an inside joke with dirt, right? Yeah. You can take that cookie. Maybe the girl he broke up with baked a lot. I, I always maybe kind of took it as like, you know, there was that old, not old, but like that thing where, you know, you tell somebody something you did and they're like, oh, you want a cookie? I kind of oh, took yeah. it as like a response to that. Oh, I forget about the fake arrest at the end, where it's clearly actors pretending like he's being arrested for being too Fred Durst. Hey! Hey! Got the one case I'm okay with cops. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, well, that's significant other, everybody. What did we learn? Exactly. That's how I feel yeah. as well. Yeah. We learned that this is only going to get harder. <laughs> we yeah. go on. And it, it is because I, 
I feel like on Significant Other they were they had a a a fork in the road. <laughs> And they could have followed the the more melodic side of Limp Biscuit, and instead they go they they chose way, the, they yeah. go way in the rap a direction fork in the road, and I I took the limp less traveled by, <laughs> Damn it. and that has made all the biscuit. <laughs> <sighs> well, oh, this well was done. so much fun! I am having a blast talking about something I really don't like. <laughs> like, wait, yeah, yeah. And I think that's it. I think it's like it's not precious to me, so I don't give a shit. Right. And I can sit there and be like, I like this part. I don't like this part, but uh, I just like. Wait, we didn't talk about this. The song, the 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 song, the Faith cover is in the movie Very Bad Things. Oh yeah, we did not talk about that. Oh, but that's from three dollars <laughs> previous album. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I you're, just... you're crossing the timeline. <laughs> Andy, you're making the Limp Biscuit butterfly effect. It's my fault for having a Wikipedia page open uh... where Andy could see it. <laughs> I'm so, just a big Jeremy Piven fan, guys. <laughs> oh, there's not many of those. <laughs> no, I'm the one. I am the one. Oh, I just closed the notes and the calculator's up with just 666. Yeah, right. with a seven, though. That's yeah. weird. That's strange. That's bizarre. That is the hourly rate that adults in immigration detention centers are being paid oh, to work right now. I thought that was the square root of Limp Biscuit. <laughs> same thing. Oh, yeah, that's, that's true. true. They both, come, they both uh, are tragedies that come from the same place. That's true. Yep. Hell. So that's the episode. What do we have to plug before we get out of here? Patreon.com slash unpops. Uh, I would like to plug this. Only vote for candidates who are convicted enough to actually say abolish ICE. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. If any Democratic candidate is being cowardly about that, fucking keep them out. So it sounds like you want people to vote for people who don't believe in climate change. What? You want to abolish Abol- ICE. Okay. I- oh, okay. <laughs> No, um, take that back. Take I that. Don't, I can't. It's real now. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus. God, it's like Woodstock 99 in here. <laughs> um, uh, you can follow me on the socials. I'm at Mr. Travis Clark, Mr. Travis Clark. I'm going to promote Star Burns again because uh, I think there's a lot of good shows there that uh, if you're looking for an additional podcast that you should listen to, and I might even be a guest on them. Uh, at Andy underscore Cell, S-E-L-L, as in... Sell me your copy of $3 Bill, y'all, for less than $25. Uh, I co-produced the show We Still Like You in L.A., which is, I think, we typically do it the third Saturday of every month. We'll see when the next one is. Is that a comedy show? It's a storytelling show. Oh, nice. Very nice. And Cool School will happen at some point. Someday. (laughs) Still working on it. I promise. All right. Let's get the fuck out of here. Andy, say goodbye. Yeah! Travis, say goodbye. Goodbye, y'all. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. (laughs) 